Hey y'all, this is Jasmine Castile and I am going to start a brand new podcast called Hands Off My Podcast. This true crime podcast is for the lost voices of family or friends. They have the story of their loved ones that are or were unalived, missing, human trafficked, or exploited because of being a person of color and would love to share your story. Please contact me at handsoffmypodcast at gmail.com. Let's make your voice no longer the voiceless. If you fall in my community of LGBTQ2 spirits, Asian American Pacific Islander, Black Indigenous people of color, then you're my people. Or if you like to follow and share on any of your listening podcast apps. Dios te bendiga. This guest and I are honoring the October Breast Cancer Month. Today's guest is Randy Brown, organizer of Warrior Artisan Coaching. She has the opportunity to share her story and let others know that they are not alone in their hard season. We talk about the importance of art in mindset strengthening, being busy living life with metastatic breast cancer. Please give a warm welcome to ever-blessed Randy Brown. Hello, Randy. Hi, how are you? Good, good. How are you today? I'm doing fine. Randy, Randy. I like that. So it's like um, it's almost like a unisex name. Was there a reason behind you being named Randy? So uh, I think as the story goes, my parents were kind of expecting a boy and they wanted to use both my dad's mom. I mean, my dad's dad and my mom's dad's names. And my dad's dad was Randolph and my mom's dad is Charles. And so I became Randy Charlene and Randy with Nye. And then uh, my my I have four siblings. The next one is actually Charles Randolph. Oh my so, goodness. Yeah. So there's about seven years between us. And so, um, you know, I, I, I think he, he and I are the closest in age. He's the closest in age to me. Then my other siblings are 11 years and 12 years younger than I am. So, oh, wow. yeah. So it's kind of a, kind of a big gap. So he, he and I are probably the, I'd say he and I are, he, he's probably the one that I feel the closest to, but I love them all there. It's, it's been wonderful to be a part of a, a big family. Yeah, you're lucky. Um, I mean, there's there's pros and cons when it comes to oh. having siblings, for sure. For sure. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I've absolutely. heard other people's stories. I'm an only child, so I didn't have the the interesting, adventurous life of yeah. having siblings. But I always wanted to have an older brother because <laughs> like in my mind, like I just wanted someone to teach me how to deal with it cars or even if it was an older sister like if she was into cars I'm like let's do this I want I to get my hands dirty whichever that would have been cool yeah yeah so unfortunately I didn't head towards that passion as much as I wanted to now I'm just like regretting it because there's just so many things that I'm now that I'm dealing with cars all the time I'm a medical courier so I drive all the time. I feel like I, I might just go ahead and get a CDL the type of (laughs) driving that I do For your story, um, I'm getting a little teary-eyed, so I do apologize. <laughs> That's okay. It's just very emotional for me to see people go through so much. Um, 
and I know it was probably just completely shocked to you. I wanted to know exactly, because I know you said on your website, you're like, so being busy living life and being a metastatic breast cancer warrior. I love that warrior. Absolutely. And I love that. It's such a strong, powerful word. I don't like the word survivor. It kind of reminds me of those reality TV shows. Yeah. Like it's just yeah. so uh, meh. But warrior, I just feel like thinking like Xena, you know, <laughs> kind of a thing, right? Yeah, no, um, for sure. Take the listeners down your journey as to how you found out about this. So I uh, was diagnosed with breast cancer in December of 2016 and um, had a little spot on the inside of my breast that looked like mastitis. And I was like, I'm not nursing. Typically, anybody that I've ever known that has had mastitis uh, they're nursing. And I'm like, I've got a six year old. That is not a thing that's happening. Like what? So went for my yearly physical and the, uh, my primary care doctor, she wasn't worried. And she'd been my primary care doctor long enough that I felt like if she wasn't worried, I didn't need to be, but she said, I'm going to give you an antibiotic. It's probably just an infection, but I'm going to, then I'm going to send you for an ultrasound just to err on the side of caution. And I said, okay, sounds good. So about two weeks later, I had the ultrasound and the tech, the ultrasound tech kept looking in the complete opposite side of the breast. They kind of, when they're diagnosing it, they look at it like a clock. And so the spot that I went to the doctor and pointed out was at four o'clock and she kept looking at 11 o'clock. And I was like, like, stop looking somewhere, like stop looking for something that's not there. And um, she asked me three times if I'd been referred to a surgeon. And I'm like, in my head, I'm like screaming at her, like, no, why would I be referred to a surgeon? And then she said, I'm going to go have the radiologist look at this. And I was like, all right. It was in that moment that I just knew. And I was like, all right, this is a thing that's going to happen. And we're going to kind of get through it. And I I like to, I pride myself maybe a little too pridefully um, on being the one you want in a crisis. Like, you know, I'm, I'm the one that my mom calls. I, you know, I, and not, and not that she can't handle it, but just to kind of have that support. I'm the one um, in works, the different work situations when I worked in direct care, like, you know, Mm -hmm. uh, things would happen and I would just respond and like handle the situation. That's just always, always how I've been. And so in that moment, it was like, all right, I need a plan. And once I have a plan, then I can, I can move forward. This is, it's just going to be a thing. We're going to do the treatment and then I'm going to be okay. So the radiologist wanted to see me and said to me that, uh, to think of an inch as 24 centimeters, the spot that they said they found was 16. And I was like, "Hmm, that's, that's pretty, pretty big. And so he recommended that I go see a surgeon and have a biopsy done. And then they would send that off for, for pathology and to find out what it was. So we did all that, jumped through all of those hoops and it came back breast cancer. So Mm -hmm. then we started a whole, whole list of uh, diagnostic tests. They do um, CT scans and bone scans and breast MRIs and, and all of that to find genetic testing. Um, to find out exactly what was going on, um, my genetic testing came back uh, BRCA2 positive. And so that put me in a position where I had to just make decisions based on the fact that that increased my risk of more cancer, a couple of different types of cancers. And so all of that, January 17th of 2017, I started chemo. And we did five months of chemo. I had a double mastectomy with uh, aesthetic flat closure. 
even since I made that choice, it has now become a actual medical, it's in medical books as an option for women. And so I just, you know, I kind of, it feels like I'm a part of something knowing that there are other women who are presented that option. I presented the option to my surgeon. I was like, this is what I want to do. And she was like, she's very supportive. The only thing she asked of me was that I meet with two different plastic surgeons and just see if maybe I would change my mind. And I didn't. <laughs> um, and so, but she was very supportive. I've had I've had an amazing team. Um, I feel really blessed and lucky. I've heard some absolute horror stories from other women. And so I feel very blessed and lucky to have had the medical team that has supported me um the last almost five years. So we finished treatment at the end of 2017 and was given the all clear. And I was like, all right, it's time to kick life in the pants. Like, got to make up for this year. Right. And then um, in January of 2019, I started having pain in my left shoulder and went through several rounds of the, there are so many hoops that you have to jump through for so many reasons, because insurance wants things done this way, or because, you know, all of, all of these different reasons. And so um, I ended up having to go back to my primary care doctor three times. And finally on that third time, she said, you know what? I think it's, you've done the physical therapy. You've taken the steroids, like you let's go get an MRI. So went for an MRI and it lit up like a Christmas tree. There was a a big old, my, um, my oncologist described it as bone eating disease. And that's, you know, certainly something you want to hear at eight o'clock in the morning. I was like, I'm sorry, what? (laughs) Yeah, uh, what 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 does that mean? And so I had to have another biopsy to biopsy the bone and see exactly what kind of cancer it was, what kind of disease it was. Um, and it ended up being the exact same markers that my breast cancer had had, which is why I'm I'm considered metastatic. Um, that's what metastatic means is that it's disease that started in one uh, one place. And then it moved its place of origin. And so words that, you know, that are out there that are floating around that you never, you never expect to hear. Um, I had the tumor removed. I now have a carbon fiber plate and nine screws in my shoulder and a little bit of medical cement. And then, you know, kind of thought we were okay at that point. And then my markers, my tumor markers kind of elevated again. And so I've got spots I've had, um, I've had a spot in my skull, a uh, spot in my mm-hmm. spine. It's literally at this point, it's kind of all over. I've got a couple of spots in my liver, my hip. And so uh, my oncologist and I were joking that she was asking me exactly where it hurt. And I pointed to it and she's like, well, the only option for that spot in your hip is some radiation. And I was like, mm, let's, let's hold off on radiation. I really don't want to do that again right now. Um, and she goes, well, then it's just going to be a pain in your ass. And I said, okay, I, I can deal with that. And it, I mean, and it kind of is like, it's just a, it's just a pain in the butt. And sometimes it doesn't hurt at all. And then sometimes it's incredibly painful. Um, but that's, so that's kind of the journey, like medically, that's the journey that I'm on. I uh, just started my 12th chemo three weeks ago. And so, you know, kind of my body's adjusting to that. And, but as far as, you know, living life, like it, that's what I do. I try every day to, you know, live in the moment and embrace what, whatever we're doing. I home, so I have an 11 year old who is amazing. 
and we homeschool. And so I get to spend all kinds of time with her and she and I like to travel. So we're always planning our next trip. And so we just, I have two nephews and a niece and um, another nephew on the way that I just love spending as much time with as I can. And just an amazing support group support system that's just around me and loves me and is just there to just be there. And I think that that's what we like. I feel like we as a society, that's what we need. We need our our group, our tribe. Um, And so it's, it's important to me to like acknowledge that I have that. And I'm, I'm so thankful. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I'm glad that you yeah. are able to have a, such a supportive foundation. And I was going to call you like the new Iron Woman who is this like invincible. Oh, man. <laughs> I, between cross between Terminator and Iron Woman, you know, <laughs> I love it. I love it. Yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's one day at a time. Some days I'm tired and I don't feel like doing anything. And I've learned that that's okay. We we need to honor that. If, if our bodies are telling us to rest, we need to rest. And it's okay. Like we don't have to stay like so busy. And and I mean, I, I like to think that I'm, I'm pretty busy, but at the same time, like I also, I schedule a rest day every week. I try really hard not to put anything else in that day, but just resting and just kind of being there and supporting my daughter and her schoolwork and, and just kind of not thinking about all of the things that are going on and just allowing my body to just rest. Mm-hmm. So I, that's, I, I feel like that's kind of like the thing that I've learned is that it's okay. It's okay to rest. Cause while you were talking, I was like, Oh my gosh, because I've seen some awesome pictures of women who have gone through the double mastectomy and they've got these awesome tats. Like, I don't know mm, if you are yes. into it. I oh, love, yes. I'm a tat girl. Like if you can't oh, yeah, see too. already. I'm trying to, where's my, yeah, I've got them all over. <laughs> so I was just thinking like right out the blue, like, oh my gosh, if you haven't thought of it, I'm just going to throw it out there as a suggestion because they have beautiful tat. The artists are just elaborate and, and yes. it tells a story about each person mm-hmm. and it's just oh my gosh it's like I, I saw one the other day um well, I saw two two new ones recently so when I first when I first went flat like four years ago I felt like everybody was getting flowers and I'm like I'm not a flower girl like what am I gonna do and so I've thought about it like I you know I would love I, I love the idea of a mandala because I feel like they're the, you know, the, the story behind a mandala is that it's very centering and, um, and I've actually talked with an artist about possibly doing one and incorporating waves and mountains. Cause I'm, a, I'm, I'm from the country and I I'm from the mountains and I can see them and they're very grounding for me within like the ocean. I grew up going like for vacation as a family. And it's just something about the ocean, like salt water just clears my head. And so I'd love to incorporate that. But the other day I saw, I saw two, two that I saw that really like stood out to me. This woman um, had a Phoenix done and it was just, I was like, oh, that's so cool because it's true. Like you, you feel like a Phoenix is to me, a Phoenix, like just thinking about it, a Phoenix is a really good representation of coming out of treatment and like going on with the next stages of your life. It's like, yes, that makes it. And it was just beautifully done. And then um, the, the next one that I saw was like, it was all black and it was almost like kind of lacy and just, it was very feminine, but it was also very strong. And I was like, 
it's just, to me, I, I love looking at it because it's this, to me, for one, I, I mean, like I have every tattoo that I have tells a story. And so to tell this part of my story in a tattoo on my chest, it's exciting to like the thought of doing it's exciting. Like I'm like, mm, like I can't wait and I'm looking forward to it. So yeah, no, I, I love, I love the idea of getting one done. It just hasn't happened yet. It, it's, mm-hmm. it's on the list. Oh yeah, definitely do it. Oh my gosh. It'd be so beautiful to see. I just think art in general, and if, and I believe that the body is a canvas and some religions, they think that, you know, it completely understandable. I respect that. But to me, I'm like, more is more. I just cannot wait to have like a three quarter sleeve of everything, you know, put like 90% of my body out, tied it up like, that's okay. <laughs> you know? right, right. Yeah. Yeah. I love tats so much. Oh my gosh. You can become addicted to it too. And just, yeah. and like you said, the story behind each is so unique and it's customized to the person. Don't miss out on the opportunity. If you yeah. can go for it, girl. That's what I'm just saying. So yeah, no, absolutely. That's, that's definitely the plan. Um, but I agree with you. You can definitely become addicted. I think I'm at like, so I've one across my back that it can go either way in like counting them because it's a it's a nautical star for each one of my siblings. Oh wow. Um wow. and then it has like a ribbon that kind of weaves them together. And across is so there's a nautical star is black on one side and then it's a color. So mm-hmm. I I chose the color of their birthstone oh, wow. for the color side. And then I had each one of them write their initial, well, all but one of them wrote their initials down for me. And so I have their handwriting on my back cool. Uh, cool. with their star. And so I count each star. So that's five separate ones because there's one for me and then all four of my siblings. And then like, I have one on my foot and what, and so I think I'm at like 13. If, oh, you, count, wow. if you count it. And so like, I'm like, I need, I'm like trying to decide like what my next one's going to be like before my chat. I'm like, every time I go, I went on a trip my daughter and I end the year on a trip. And so we went on a trip right after Christmas 2019. And we went to Wilmington, North Carolina. And before we left, we went to church on sun, like that Sunday morning, we had a guest pastor and he was telling this story about like the, the whole sermon was about faith. And I was like, wow, okay. Like, have you been like spying on me? And, and so like, you wrote this sermon about me and like, reminding myself to like have faith. And uh, he was telling this story about this. His wife had this plant and they called it Big Mama Jade. It was a big, huge jade plant. And they were watching TV and the pot started and the some leaves or stems started to fall off of the jade plant. And he was like, oh, I guess it's time for Big Mama Jade to, to see the trash. And she like looked at him like, are you crazy? No, she just needs a bigger pot. That's why, that's why your stems are falling off. And I was like... I just need a bigger pot. Like when I, when I'm feeling like it's time, it's kind of like that going to the next level. And so I I went, I actually designed a tattoo. I thought about it the whole way to Wilmington. It was like six hours. My daughter like nods off and she plays her video games. And so it's kind of by myself. Felt like I was by myself part of the time driving and thought about it the whole time down there. And then like I started looking up pictures of jade plants and and like little kind of almost like succulent pots. And uh, so I actually got a tattoo based on that sermon and it's a jade plant. And underneath it, it says increase my pot because I always want I always want to be growing. I always want whether it's my faith or or knowledge about 
a subject, uh, whatever, I always want to be growing. And so it just resonated so much with me. <laughs> and I, te- I text my pastor's wife and sent her a picture and she, she sent it to the guest pastor. And he's like, I've never had anybody get a tattoo based on a sermon. <laughs> That's how empowering it was. Yeah. yeah I was like, but I, I hey, I'm your girl. I mean, if I'm going <laughs> to do it. Like, that's just how I am. You go, girl. Absolutely. That is awesome. <laughs> yeah. So that's probably like, I think that's probably my newest one. And it's probably my favorite. I don't know. They they all have like sentimental value. So it's like, I can't say like in the, like in the moment that I got each one, I was 25 when I got my first one. I've had many best friends that just come into my life, but this girl and I had been best friends since we were like 14 and she passed away when I was 24, she was 25. And so she used to, we used to write letters back and forth. Uh, like if we got in trouble and we couldn't talk to each other, like literally like mail each other letters. And so or like for my birthday or whatever. And so I have like all these cards from her and I, my very first tattoo was her handwriting Mm. and she used to always sign the card. She'd, uh, our nicknames for one another were hippie and dippy. And so (laughs) she was dippy and I was hippie and it was actually pretty fitting, but so she would always say, stay happy, dippy, or sometimes she'd sign her name, Jess. And so I just took her, I just took one of the cards with me to a tattoo parlor and that was my very first tattoo. I knew that she would want me, even in sadness of losing her, she would want me to stay happy. And so it was like, all right, it seems fitting as my first tattoo. That is so, I love that story. Wow. And I'm so sorry about the passing of a good friend of yours. Thank you. I was just thinking like when you were saying like, oh my gosh, I had pet names for my best friend i used to call her lassie and she used to call oh, me she used to call me poodle because of my hair i i went through a season uh when i was finally got my hair back the first time i went through probably a year to a year and a half where my hair was a different color it was magenta it, it was orange it was purple purple i think purple was the most repeated because i just loved one purple is my favorite color but i just felt like you know, if, if God had given us like crazy rainbow hair, mm-hmm. he'd have given me purple hair. Like, it just was like this, this fits my personality. Yeah. Like, like I, and so I was purple for the longest time. And then, um, and then I had the, they found, we found the spot in my uh, skull and had to have radiation. And so uh, radiation burns just, you know, that's what mm-hmm. it does. And so I lost, I lost hair in like a triangle. Oh my and, gosh. Yeah, I was like, so I had, I actually, my cousin is, she's one of the people that does my hair regularly. And I was like, could you just like touch this up so that it matches so that it fits? And it, I mean, it did, it really did look like, like I had like shaved this part on purpose. Um, wow. And so it was, but then I was like, as it was growing back in, I was like, you know what, I'm going to let it all grow out. I'm going to go natural, see what happens. And, um, and so probably for the last year, uh, year or so it's been like growing out and becoming more natural and then of course like new chemo and new hair loss and I'm like eh, it's just hair it'll grow back yeah my gosh yeah wow let's dig more into you to get to know so I know we've we've had a big chunk of your the story about your how you came to in identifying that 
the cancer and you're, you know, just living life and, and moving forward and being that warrior. But I wanted to ask a other couple of questions just to let the listeners get to know you a little bit more. Because I know that you are, besides being an awesome person, I know that you... <laughs> You have your own um, coaching business called Warrior Artisan Coaching. I love it because that's pretty much your journey embedded into your coaching. So what is the one thing you wish you knew at the onset of your career? Uh, well, I think uh, with the, with coaching, because it's so new that I think because I, like, I've been learning a, a, so much about myself through the process of, of building the, the coaching program. I think the thing that I wish I had known before was that I really like, this is my heart. I don't think I realized it until I, I started going through the process. And so going through, for me, going through the process, I, I worked with the business coach, kept talking about like, I want this thing that I'm going through this journey. Like I want it to matter. And I want other women to know that they matter and that they have somebody who, who gets it, who's been there and is willing to just walk beside them. And so I, for me, the thing that I learned going through the process was that I put my art on the shelf when I got diagnosed in 2016. I have a business as a, I'm a metalsmith and a jewelry designer. And so I started that business, uh, I think we're like eight years ago now. I love it. It's so much fun. And, but I put that on the shelf. I, I didn't do as much making and creating. And if I had not put it on the shelf, I feel like I would have come out of treatment a little more clear headed. Mm -hmm. And so that's the thing that I wish I had known, not just about building a career off of my experience or based on my experience, but I wish I had known that it was okay to continue to do my art. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that that's the thing that I want, like artistic people tend to feel like they have to fit into a certain box or a certain bubble. And so it's so easy for kind of generalizing it and not wanting to step on any toes. But I think it's easy for us as artists to put things on the shelf and say, oh, I'll do that later. I'll, you know, I'll start the podcast later. Like I'll write the blog later. I'll make, but instead, like it's, it's who we are. Mm -hmm. And so even in the middle of a crisis, like we need to, we need to honor ourselves even in the midst of a crisis. And so I, you know, I think honestly, like that's the thing, like follow your heart again, like this is not a situation I would have asked for, but I feel like I have uh, one, like the people that have come into my life and the people that have loved on me and supported me. And then the people that I'm able to like, that I've met and been able to like check on. And hopefully my, my hope and my goal is that I've encouraged them and made them feel supported. That's the thing that, you know, I even working with the business coach, she and I were talking one day about, about planners and like being the fact that we are planners and we have all of these, these things in our life. Did we take our medication today? Did we do some self-care? And, and I'm a huge advocate. Like, even if you take five minutes and drink your coffee by yourself in the quiet and just have that moment to just prepare for the day or even a cup of tea at night and like 
prepare yourself for bed. That five minutes of like taking care of yourself is so important. And she's like, yeah, like, you know, I have, I, she has chronic illness and so she's chronic pain. And so she's like, I, I have like 15 planners to get all of the things that I want in a planner. And I was like, yeah, me too. And then like, we were talking about it. And so I designed a planner. I'm like, this is what, as, as a woman who has developed chronic pain and chronic illness because of treatment, and then also being on treatment, I was like, I need to be reminded to take my meds and drink my water and all of those things. So I, I just created the planner. I'm like, that's the thing. Like if, if the thing is not in front of you and you have this desire, like just do it and see what happens. Like within the coaching business, like I also like kind of became a graphic designer and designed a planner and designed a, a medical binder to like help you keep all of your medical documents and, yeah. and all of that together. Because what I realized is when it came time to like find the important medical document, I, I couldn't do it. And so I created this, this binder. And so what I've done is I put all of, it's a three ring binder and I've got like all of my medical information in there. And so in a crisis, like should a crisis happen, you know, my mom or my daughter, like they could find, just go find the binder. It's got the stickers on it and inside it, it's all of the information. And I think those are things that you don't realize you need until it, it happens until that moment. And so it was like, but what if, what if I have the planner and present it in a way that, Hey, like, let's get this stuff organized before it becomes a problem. For sure. Because I was just thinking, as you were talking, like there's so many things that we plan out, we plan out fire safety. Like if something happens and we have to we need to have a fire drill escape procedure for the family. If something happens to the home, how do we meet each other outside of a designated location outside of the home if something happens where there is a disaster of the home? Um, we People do the drill for their families to do that. You know, some people, you know, in school, they learn about active shooters. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they talk about tornadoes, where they go for shelter. I mean, right. we have our children and families prepare for the unexpected things, mm-hmm. but they do happen because this is everyday situations that have, you know, they have books on that. And, um, you know, one of the things that I've been struggling with is even though I know, you know, tomorrow I might not be here. I've always prepared a will. I've even found ways to collect my own hair because I wanted to create my hair into diamonds for my children and my children's children. And, you know, all the generations before that I won't be here, that they get to wear a bracelet or a necklace or earrings of their great, 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 great grandmother, you know, so at least cool. something like that. Yeah. And my eldest son, he was like, you know, what? you should just be turned into a tree. And I'm like, and we just have this dark comedy about life and death, <laughs> right. but that's yeah. what we talk about. We just talk about like, it's no, it's a normal conversation because mm-hmm. it, it it is. It's even though we don't know how we're going to get to our end, The point is that when we're born, we begin to die. Mm -hmm. So it all depends on, you know, what expedites that ending of life. But in the end, we we all pass on. So I've always kind of like, you know, nonchalantly just joke about it. But think about until like the very end. And we don't anticipate it to happen. Right. Um, But I agree with you. Like, I love the concept of you having it laid out 
a section in your website that you have these medical binders and journals, like specifically for uh, medical binders for child and adult and journals that you have on there. And I wanted to tell, uh, let the listeners know exactly where they're able to learn more about this and how they can order it through your shop if you provide a website for them. Yeah, that would be that'd be awesome. So it's just it's it's three words, warrior artisan coaching.com. Just kind of all spelled out together. Uh it seemed like the the easiest way to do that at the time, but now I'm like, mm, maybe I could have shortened it. But uh so it's all three words. Mm-hmm. And it's got all the all the information on there. And if I'm not mistaken, I think it links to some jewelry as well. I can't remember oh. if I did that or not, but I think I try, I try to have it all like. Cool. Cool. Cause I, I'm a jewelry girl. Um, I've never loved gold. I loved mm-hmm. my, the silver, especially when it's customized. And if I could be uh, one of your customers, I would love to see some of your jewelry. Oh, that would be awesome. I, I love still custom- doing it. Oh, no, I am definitely. Yeah, uh, jewelry, uh, custom pieces are probably my favorite. Um, I like to say that I'm, I I tell your story in jewelry. Uh, you know, it's really important to me that it like it fits you. Uh, some of my favorite pieces have been custom and and I love it because I, I can remember once one Christmas a few years ago, this lady wanted a necklace for her granddaughter. I guess it was her step granddaughter. And so but she wanted to honor her her biological grandmothers in the necklace. And so we did like this, I did an infinity and it was like this drape necklace. And it was like the first time I'd ever made one, but I love how it turned out. And so it was like an infinity on the end and it kind of wrapped around. And then on the other end, it had the birthstones of the grandmothers and the granddaughter kind of like draping. And so like they went through the infinity and it just kind of like hung there. Whenever I see that customer, she's always like, Oh, and my granddaughter. And like, she updates me on her life and, and like, it's her favorite necklace. And I'm like, Oh, that just like, that means so much to me that it tells a story. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, I, I wear bracelets, but I don't wear like charm bracelets and I wear like bangles and I have a necklace that I call my charm necklace. And so it's got, um, I cut out a wolf kind of howling at the moon and it says mama on it because I've never resonated with being a mama bear. And so I'm a mama wolf. And so I made myself my own pendant. And then I have, um, I have, I call it my flat chested totem. And I, it's, it's actually like a, like the trunk of, of a person with, with a flat chest. And I'm like, and it's just, it's, it's those like empowering things for me uh, that tell my story. And so I think it, I think the custom pieces are definitely my favorite. So yeah certainly talk about something yeah we're going to connect after this I mean because just just when I mentioned about creating gemstones or diamonds from my ashes or or hair that would be awesome to fit that into your into your yeah that's so like that's so cool I'd never really even thought about that till you mentioned it I'm like Mm -hmm. That's cool. Like I, you know, I should have my actually my brother my brother shaved my head today for me because it was just coming out and he like he grabs a patch and he's like, Do you do you want this? And I'm like, No, like I'm good. I don't, but now I'm kind of like, wait a minute, I maybe I should go out in the woods <laughs> where he cut my hair and, and see if I can get a couple pieces and yeah. And, 
That'd be really cool. Now that we are, our paths have crossed, we're inter- intertwined in our journey. So yeah. we'll, we'll stay connected for sure. Absolutely. Well, I have a couple more questions. Got so many joyful stories to tell me. I just like, I don't know what to, to keep in or what to take out. What accomplishment are you most proud of? Oh, wow. What a, I honestly, I think so personally, I think being a mom is literally like the greatest thing in the world. And it's, it's something that I never thought I would do. Um, I've, I've been the nanny, I've been, you know, the babysitter and I guess I just always thought I would take care of other people's kids and, and that was fine. And cause I loved it. Um, and then I was kind of surprised by my daughter and she's literally, she'll get sassy with me and she's like, but she wanted a boy because I did. Uh, when I found out I was having a girl, I cried and she knows that, but I tell her often that I, there was, there, there's no doubt in my mind that God gave me the baby I needed. He gave mm-hmm. me the child. Like she is literally the greatest thing in the world to me. I think on a, like a personal, like on a professional level, the most recent thing that I've done that I, that I'm the most proud of is I helped spearhead a artisan collective in my County. And we have, um, we actually opened a brick and mortar store uh, in nice. December of 2020 and we have, when we start, when we opened the shop, we had seven different artists in our shop and we now have 21. And so it's that just having a community for the artists in my county, um, in my area, like it, it's so wonderful to like have customers, like we have repeat customers or customers that are traveling in the area come in and just like, they're in awe of, of just all of the art that we had. So on a, on a professional level, I think that's probably the thing that I like the legacy that it's going to leave in the County. And, and not that it's like mine specifically, but just that we have this, this group for artists um, I just think it's so important. So I think professionally, that's that's probably the thing that makes me like the happiest and it, and it's so much fun. Yeah, congratulations, man. Brick and mortar, that's, that it's is, <laughs> yeah, that's beautiful. I love it. Um, what county? Because um, maybe I might do a trip just because I love art. So, so we're, we're in Virginia in Nelson County. Um, okay. We're in what is referred to as the county seat right in downtown Livingston. And it's, I mean, it's literally like a half a mile strip, but it's, it's just so sweet and so quaint. And again, like to just be a part of like helping breathe some life back into the downtown area mm-hmm. and, and to have, again, to have this place where artists can present their material and their, their product and the things that they make and then have people come in and like, it's a great place for like Christmas shopping or birthdays or, and so it's just, just to be a part of it. It's fantastic. So we're, we're in Lovingston, Virginia. And it's, again, it's a little map dot town, but I love it. I've lived here my, almost my whole life. I left long enough to, to find out that this really was home and I needed to come yeah. back. Oh, wow. Wow. That's beautiful. Well, that's awesome. Yeah. What do you do to make yourself feel better? Uh, well, I think it depends on the type of bad day. Um, mm-hmm. If it's just kind of like a mood and I need to kind of get myself out of it. One of my favorite things to do is, is just drive. And I have like different playlists. And in fact, there, there was a season when if I had, a, if I started playing uh, pink, my daughter would say, oh, you're in a bad mood. <laughs> and I'd be like, 
mm, yeah, give me a minute. Let me let me listen to a couple of songs and then I'll be okay. And uh, like, I, I just love to drive down a back road and have my music blaring. And especially in like the spring or the summer or the fall, when I can have the windows down, it's not too cold. Like that, that's the thing. Like I call it my spot and my, like my daughter's like, I want to know where your spot is. And I'm like, no, you don't know. <laughs> Like it's my spot. I go. You pick your own. <laughs> yeah. Like you can like I'll, when you get a little older, I'll show you my spot. And then like, so, you know, like the idea and then you go find your own. And yeah. she was like, what? And I'm like, yeah, that's how this works. <laughs> but I just go and it's down by the river and I'll just sit there and listen to the water flow. And, and it, you, I mean, and it sometimes it takes as little as like five minutes and I'm like completely snapped out of my mood. But if I'm just feeling bad and I just need to rest, I, I just give myself the time to rest. Like I'll take a nap or or curl up with a book or um, those are those. So those are like my two things. Again, like if it's just a mood thing, I'll just it, it's music all the way that like helps me kind of bust out of it. But if it's just like like a feeling physically bad, I'll just give myself time to rest. I think this will be a beautiful question because um, now that you've identified that you have a wonderful 11-year-old daughter, what is the single most important talent you would like your daughter to have? Oh, man, I want her to, I think it comes back to her character and I want her to to be empathetic and to be caring. And she does that. She does that so well. Like she whether it's I'm not feeling well or someone around her isn't feeling well, like she's the first person to like step in and help. And I just want her to know that that's okay. It's okay for her to be kind and it's okay for her to be empathetic and to just love on people. And she, she loves people really well. And so I think that that's just something I want her to continue to grow as part of her character. That's beautiful. Yeah. I was going to say, she's got a great mother to have that, to have it blossom her personality. Thank you. I think she's getting that from you. I mean, what do they, how do they say, you know, they learn from what they see and they, you know, so you've already given her good qualities. So that just tells you right there, you are that proud, that proud mama uh, wolf like you Absolutely. said. <laughs> yeah. She, she's my, like, she, she's my girl. Like we, we definitely have our moments where I'm like, oh my gosh, like you're driving me insane. <laughs> but then I like, you know, but then like, she'll be like, mama, I just want to snuggle or can we snuggle and watch a movie? And it's like those moments, like, again, like when we're traveling, like we'll be loud. Like we went to, we went to Georgia this past summer and we were like laughing and singing along to songs the whole, like the whole way. And it was just so much fun. I mean, any, any mother, like, it's not perfect. Like I certainly don't want anyone to think that, but I mean, we definitely have those moments where I'm like, this is, this is not going to work. Like I'm going to, I'm going to go to jail. Like this is, <laughs> this is not going to be good. And then, you know, but then again, like if, if I'm not feeling well, she's like, ready to jump in and help me. And, you know, she helps around the house and, and she's, she's definitely on her way to being an amazing yeah. adult and just an amazing human being. So yeah. Very hum, very humble, very self-aware and oh my gosh. I mean, oh, this, this is yeah. a generation, this younger generation is me, myself, and who cares about anybody right. else? Yeah. Yeah. So that's genuine. That's absolutely wonderful. Well, that's so cool. So exciting. Yeah, I think no, I think you know this was great. I really appreciate you having me and and like you said like I'm I you know I'm glad our paths crossed and 
And I, you know, I'm excited to see like where our friendship can blossom. Like, oh, you, know, you never know. Road trip, right? right? Road, like, road, here we come, road trip. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. No. I, and I, and I, I was actually just talking about having never been to Texas, like just earlier today. So I'm oh, like, yeah. All right, oh. now, now, now I'm gonna have to make it happen. Yep, make it go big or go home, like they say here. So absolutely, yeah. <laughs> That's actually one of my tattoos. My 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 foot tattoo on my foot says "Go big or go home." Oh, so, really? Well, then yeah. it, this is a match made in uh, Texas, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's great. All right. Well, wonderful. It's been an honor. Thank you so much, Randy, for being a guest here. And uh, you have a wonderful weekend and enjoy family and your and your lovely daughter. I, I will. We're going to have a good time. All right. Cool. Well, take All right. care. All right. Bye bye. Thank you. Right. You're welcome. Bye bye. Thank you for listening to Noise Palooza Zion podcast. I'm Jasmine Castillo, also known as DJ Jim Jam. If you are wanting to be promoted on my podcast, Please reach out to me if you are a small business, entrepreneur, musician, or artist. www.jasminecastillovoice.com Stay tuned for the next upcoming episode.